0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Grow Your Solar Business podcast. I'm on today uh, with my friend Doug Mitchell from Argenta Energy uh, down in Texas. Doug, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, man, it's taken uh, third, third, fourth, fifth times the charm. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: cool. Well, Doug, um, I know you, we've been, uh, I think, in the Apex uh, ecosystem for a year and a half, two years now. Um, Yeah. When I first met Doug, Doug was just getting into, I think, solar, um, Mm -hmm. coming from a very successful background building door-to-door sales teams in some other industries. so what was kind of your background there?
1: Yeah, so I uh, graduated high school, moved out of the house. Um, didn't really know what I was going to do. No, I Knew I wanted to own my own business. So um, I did car detailing. I ended up with a FedEx contract, washing their trucks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I did all kinds of stuff. And then I started getting into marketing when I worked for this uh, realtor as a gopher. I was detailing his car at first and then Um, He said, hey, I've got this uh, gopher position opening up, you know, didn't call it gopher. It was like assistant or something like that, but that's what it was. And so I was putting up signs. I was taking uh, pictures of homes, you know, and then there was a marketing manager at the time that left the company. So he started training me on how to do just listed postcards and market, you know, for the 200 listings that that realtor had. And so that's kind of what got me into marketing and then kind of what got me into working for entrepreneurs right, hmm. and learning by omission, and, uh, sorry, not omission, <laughs> learning uh, by osmosis, and uh, so that kind of gave me a hard night education on running a business, you know, doing different marketing pieces for them, websites, logos, graphic design, all that kind of stuff, and that was kind of my side hustle at the time, and then I worked for uh, this guy that owned a few different businesses, and one of them was Argento Field Solutions LLC. And uh, after working for him for about a year and a half, he asked me to start managing it. You know, he had dumped 200 grand into it. And uh, what it was, was a, it was a dealer for AT&T. And the only way that you could sell through that dealership was door to door. And so I was like, well, that's the simplest form of sales. So I can learn that. And so I started knocking doors for three months did pretty well as a salesperson and then started developing the systems and the sales program in, in order to run it.
0: Mm.
1: And so I got it to profit and he wanted to sell it at that point. You know, nobody's going to buy a door to door sales company that has a contract with AT&T and sales cable, you know? <laughs> so yep. it didn't, it didn't work out for him. It worked out really great for me because I bought it for 200 grand. Yeah. You know, he just wanted his money back. So that's what I purchased it for. I didn't have 200 grand. I got him to do a deal where I put um, five grand down. Didn't have that. And um, owner financed it to me. And so he became my uh, minority partner and financier, my money basically. And uh, then I dived into door to door, started building out my sales team in Corpus Christi, made a couple of key hires in my now VP of sales and uh, a previous manager. As well at that time, and so we opened up Houston and Corpus Christi, started knocking on doors like crazy. Over the next couple of years, became a top five dealer for AT and T, 110 sales reps, 13 offices, and uh, over five million in commissions earned. And so a lot of uh, a lot of people in the solar industry use the total sales price of the solar system to kind of say what their sales are, right. you know. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Big numbers. I'm. I'm commission only over here. You know what I mean? I'm a sales org right now. And yeah. so um, that that's kind of what I built out all the way through 18 uh, eighteen nineteen time frame. Yeah. And then we, we actually developed a referral-based model with AT&T, and that became incredibly passive where, you know, my guys just went into a car, apartment complexes and uh, developed relationships with leasing agents. And so that was how we signed them up for cable internet, mainly internet, and we started building that out really well, and uh, so that was on autopilot at that point. That you know, solar became a conversation. You know, it's been around for a while. It's just it's been around in the worst way, at least in San Antonio, okay. um, which is where mo- most of my um, where my markets are centralized at. And so my father in law got sold solar, right? And it was the typical like, hey, one hundred percent. We're going to give you one hundred percent offset somehow with seven panels and a two-story home, and it's, you know, 2,500 square feet. We're going to give you 100% offset, you know. And uh, so he starts getting the bill after that, realize he's been screwed over. You know, I look at it, and at this point I, like, know a little bit about solar enough to know, hey, this is not enough panels to get 100% offset. They lied to you. It's all here in the contract. If you just read the contract, you know, you'd see that that system doesn't produce enough to offset your energy costs but most homeowners aren't educated on that piece and so um that pissed me off and so i stayed away from solar for a couple of years after that and uh finally decided to get into it once my salespeople were like hey we need to get into solar my leaders wanted into solar like you know we've got people trying to recruit us we don't want to leave the company you know what i mean that kind of thing so i was like okay yeah. you guys are twisting my arm and so over the over the last 2 years um or year and a half I've basically been figuring this solar game out and it has not been fun but yeah. what I've what I've realized is that um I need to own the whole damn thing from yeah. sale to install and that's kind of where I'm headed right now.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I remember my first sales manager position, we've talked about this before. I was at like a direct T V dealer and I still remember mm-hmm. the day AT and T bought direct T V, we were like, Yeah. What's gonna happen? The commissions started dropping. Mm-hmm. Um and we didn't really live in a Uverse friendly area, like it wasn't quite there yet. So mm-hmm. it was kind of this thing and I remember kinda of talking to the owner of our company, like, Hey, we should I met this guy at I think it was a Dish Network trade show because we sold DirecTV and Dish. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody has Direct you sell so them the other thing,
1: like <laughs> right? Yeah, flipping. Um, yeah, I know all about that. Um, Especially from UVerse to DirecTV. That honestly, I lost I lost half of a sales team in San Antonio because I wouldn't do that. I wow. wouldn't flip them from UVerse to um, Direct because yeah. you're basically cannibalizing your client. They're paying right. double for the same customer, right? Yeah. And uh, there was another dealer in the area that would. Was a and so a it. lot of my guys went to him because they were getting the easy sales.
0: Yeah. And so the um, this guy came up and was like, hey, I really want to talk to you guys about solar. And I remember leaving that trade show. There was a guy. I was like, hey, we can either sell solar or like this automatic lawn sprinkler system. <laughs> have no clue it was just like in my head solar was like you know maybe it works maybe it doesn't maybe Mm -hmm. this automatic lawn sprinkler thing works maybe it doesn't uh but it it was and then i like basically went off on my own career i went into heating and air from there because i kind of saw the writing on the wall with like Mm -hmm. at least the direct tv dealer system i mean i'd gone from making over you know, $200 commission per sale to like 120 140, and like it's And mm-hmm. like, like it just wasn't penciling out. Um, right. And the owner of that company kept like calling me like, Hey, we started the solar thing. I think you should come back and like, mm-hmm. check it out. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. And, uh, I remember seeing my first, I think I started, um, yeah, I just, I just went all in. I don't think I, I didn't dip my foes in the water, but I remember that first week knocking, and I ended up selling a system that was worth like six grand in commission. I was like, okay, like I can this works. <laughs> I'm here. I'm yeah, do it. Um, and I, I think it is interesting. You know, so many industries have flipped over to solar. You know, mm-hmm. solar. It's you know, other than maybe like metal roofing or some crazy expensive heating or air system, there's not really anything more expensive you can sell.
1: Yeah, there's it's a definitely of, a other a high ticket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a it's definitely a high ticket home service offer, right? And uh as far as like the sales rep, if you, all you're looking at is commission totals, you know, then you yeah. want to sell solar, right? Yep. But there's there's still like pest control is still a thing. You know what it's I mean? Internet is still a thing. Yeah. Like, roofing is still a thing. And security, it's so much easier. To, yeah. Security. It's so much easier to sell those things. So you get volume, yeah. you get consistency. You can go out and, and write a bunch of deals this week and get paid next week. You know? It's, it's, it's a
0: little more dopamine, too, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I, I remember kind of missing, you know, I could go out and sell three or five direct TV contracts. In a day, like you come home feeling like the man and like you're doing maybe, I mean, my long, I never did. I mean, I, I was always like kind of an eight, six to eight jobs a month kind of rep. Like I was, especially when I was door knocking, but I was mm-hmm. very much like, uh I think when I was in solar, my wife had, we had the twins already and it was like kind of just like, I need to like, <laughs> I need to be around and help. Cause
1: yeah, and maintain a couple support. hundred grand a year at the same time. Yep. It's not a bad not, not a bad way to live. Not <laughs> a
0: bad way to do it. Well, I was making two hundred fifty bucks a kilowatt on self general so it was sixty to eighty grand a year. But um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's it's very very interesting. What um, and that was great money to me at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was hundred grand was my glass ceiling. Right, I just yeah. never never gone past it, and then. Like, it's funny, like, as a business owner, like, sometimes you wake up, like, I'm literally looking at this comp plan I'm building for my sales team. I feel Mm -hmm. like a generous guy, but, like, you see, like, oh, there was always kind of somebody on the end of this comp plan guiding it towards a certain number based on production. And then you think back to, like, the eight years of your life, somebody else was kind of, like... Dictating that. (laughs) Dictating (laughs) that. Yeah. Uh, Like direct TV, like it's unlimited, right? But like if you're pure door knocking, selling direct TV contracts, like Mm -hmm. it's, if you're in perfect form, there's only ever going to be a certain amount of people home. You only have so many knocking hours in the day. uh, Unless you're going like 8 to 8 a.m., 8 Mm p.m. But, you know, I was year round. I didn't knock like I was in a summer program.
1: So. Well, that's the deal. It's a, it's an evolution, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I would not recommend somebody that's never sold before to go out and, and try an appointment set for solar or yeah. try and close for solar, you know, go like be successful first in, Something. in one of these easier sale industries. And yeah, you're only going to do 70 to 80 first year, but let's be honest, as an appointment setter, you're only going to do 70 to 80 your first year in solar. If that, yep. Right? you might do less depending on the closing team you have, right? Yep. And so, you know, I would say cut your teeth, get that done with me and get used to closing, get used to being, you know, doing yeah. that customer service after the fact and uh, cut your teeth and then you'll roll into solar so so much easier, you know. Yeah, I it mean, is- I
0: had probably done probably over a thousand like in-home sales by the time I touched solar. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure of that number, because I would do 200 something accounts with direct to you every year. Plus everything I did in heating air I did water softener sales before mm-hmm. I got into TV and then I did like time Warner cable for almost a year before I got in direct TV so it's like kind of that idea of like you're really good at sensing like hey the homeowner's kind of uneasy with this transaction right Building what's report. going on you can fill that out you don't really build those reps in solar because it takes so long. To get to the actual I mean like I I don't know Still. well I mean even just getting to solar closes right like, oh yeah you don't it's not it's not the same amount of reps as you have in some of these like softer industries where you're just pitching 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 like mm-hmm. um, so it, it is interesting so um, you what mentioned you, you, something yeah
1: Yeah, one of the things you said earlier was, like, you know, a lot of industries are moving to solar. I couldn't agree with that more. Like, obviously, roofing security, pest control cable. Um, You know, it's a shiny thing right now, and it has been for the last two years. You know, I've been part of that, right? And, um, but, you know, I've also (coughs) managed large sales teams. And, uh, you know, sounds like he's got something to say about it, too. But. One of, the, one of the opportunities I think right now for if you're in solar and you're a closer and you believe in a referral partner, right? So roofing yep. is, a, is a great referral partner, right? That's kind of cliche and what everybody's trying to do. But um, one of the, the things, the opportunities right now, I was on a call with uh, the entrepreneurs the other night in our group, and uh, Ryan, Ryan Steeman was on the group, and I want to make sure I give him credit. Um, he was like mortgage loan officers. Mortgage loan officers right now, their market's drying up. The interest rates are going up. But they just signed up, you know, however many people last year for brand new homes, you know, probably hundreds of people. So they have this pipeline, basically, that you can tap into if you partner with them and use them as a a lead source. You do their marketing uh, as well and create referral campaigns within the marketing And uh, drop that to the consumers, then you can easily create three or four sales a month through a referral partner like that. And then now they're making, you know, five, six grand in referral fees a month. And you're paying their bills while they figure out this, you know, high interest rate situation, you know, which is not really high. It's just not super low like it was the last couple of years.
0: And there's even that strategy, you know, of, I mean, it's no secret. Um, I'm so old, I still say loan pal. Um, but, <laughs> I remember that you know, I remember Lone Pop yeah, yeah I remember that yeah um, so alright maybe I shouldn't name drop but you know a lot <laughs> of these providers will, will call the homeowner right after you sign a loan trying to flip them into a refi yeah, that's mm-hmm. maybe not a great strategy
1: right now in this market, market but um, I mean if they've owned the home for three or more years you know what I mean well, and they yeah. They could pull equity, you know, or they could. um, That that home value has risen. They may be just looking at, hey, I can get thirty or forty grand in cash right now, you know, versus versus their interest rate going up two percent. You know, they may not care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and so so that's a real thing.
0: Building that ecosystem with that mortgage lender, where it's like, hey, if you can feed me, Mm -hmm. I can feed you. Yeah. Very smart, um, very smart. A lot of people um, try doing that with the real estate agent, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's really the what's in it for me or the with them, as Ziegler used to say, mm-hmm. is uh, a lot stronger for the mortgage agent when it's actually like, like, hey, think of this refi opportunity, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's. A little easier, I think, in my opinion, to find the mortgage people who are doing volume versus figuring out which real estate agent is actually yeah, exactly. selling a lot of homes. Um, 100%. I do think the real estate agents are a great option for people who want to also sell the solar, um, mm-hmm. as much like the mortgage people, but it's kind of this really cool relationship with the right mortgage person where it's like you get a homeowner sell them solar because even at the kitchen table, you can say like, Hey, this strategy, this is an option. Now you don't want to muck up your sale and get too wild with it, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. very much, you can use it to build value into the actual transaction. Right. Versus kind of hiding it. Like some of the loan providers do. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Surprise.
0: We're going to refinance.
1: Yeah. Realtors are great because they're already networked in that community. Right. And, uh, and, and you're right, it doesn't matter if they're doing volume or not. If you bring them on as a salesperson, right, and you train them up, they're already networked in that community. And think about how they're getting their sales now. You know, so like me being in door-to-door, my, my instinct is like, okay, like, teach them how to knock on doors. You know? But how many realtors are going to do that? They already, you know, we all know that realtors are realtors, right? So they already love their face on everything. The yep. idea that they're going to go door-to-door is just ridiculous. But all they have to do is continue the same marketing they're doing now which is networking, print, probably, maybe a couple of bus benches, and just switch it over to solar, you know. <laughs> and then they'll 100%. they'll make the same money that they are with a with a you know, two hundred thousand dollar house. They'll make the same money they are now. It'll just and it's the same install mm-hmm. timeline or the same paycheck timeline, right? And so they understand that piece of how to market themselves and then you can, you know, especially if you're if you understand building your machine or building your social media um, you can teach them how to do that, too, which they should already be already if they're a realtor. So they can just kind of step into that role. They don't necessarily have to knock on doors. And then maybe even have some leads for them to close along the way. So realtors yeah. is a great source of new, new reps. Um, I wanted to
0: go back to something you had said um, earlier. And I can't remember if this was just in our kind of like little pre-call or mm-hmm. right here, but you something you've been undergoing recently is this journey of you came into solar recently, um, and solar words, you, you were, you know, a sales organization. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are actually trying to, or you're on the way to becoming your own installer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd said, I think earlier kind of your, your dream was to have the sales rep W two, Mm in the install company, like W2 employees of Arkansas Solar. Um, You want to talk a little bit about kind of what, like coming in from being a door knocking company, Mm -hmm. AT&T probably felt really natural just to give your jobs to somebody else to handle Mm -hmm. like your, your brain very much understood that. What made you go, Hey, I need to take this whole thing
1: in house. So I've been a sales org for 12 years now, and uh, I've done the up and down and up and down and up and down, right? And uh, I know that side of the business. I was always a little different than most sales orgs in the sense that I I liked hiring family men, I liked hiring, uh, especially in the leadership roles. And so, you know, and we were very much, uh, we, we didn't travel, we owned our markets, you know, yeah. And uh, I like that because it creates consistency. You know, we were in a summer sales program. You know, we so, some of our record months have been in December of all months. Wow. And it's because of our incentives and we were working towards this thing. We were working to take off the last 10 days of the year or the, you know, between Christmas and New yep. Year's. And so the guys would work their ass off to do that and end up overshooting, you know. And and so we were we were built a little different than most sales works uh, already going into solar. And so once we got into solar, we recognized, okay, the most successful groups in solar right now are sales orgs, and they are the very like vivid ADT, yeah. um, you know, giants. Um, yeah, these these uh, large sales organizations that you know recruit their guys out of Utah. You know what I mean? They follow the 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 Mormon based model, right? It, it is what it is, right? Those guys come to you. Trained on how to knock on doors and right, sell one know. of the hardest products to sell, you know yep. Should be the easiest, but it's one of the hardest products to sell and so um, We we're just not going to compete with those guys. There's just no way, you know, what I'm saying yeah. uh, In the sales work structure, right? And so at that same time that we were getting into solar, I also got into apex I got into the rbo mastermind. I started networking a lot with a lot of other high-level entrepreneurs And so that's when things like core values and our mission statement became apparent and we started building those out. So our mission statement is we help each other achieve freedom and our core values um, have to do with integrity, doing what we say we're going to do, not making excuses. Um, Very much, you know, similar to Apex itself, but it's also, you know, living a life of gratitude and um, operating with Mm -hmm. integrity. And so, so much of the solar sales process as you farm it out, you're farming out your customer experience right yeah. whether it's 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 marketing, whether it's a sales you know appointment setting um, the actual uh, closing of the sale, the software involved in between the middleman that connects you to the installer or the yeah. installer itself and their equipment, and then their warranty you know so. There's like 10 different pieces of the solar sales process that people that don't have the same core values or don't align the same way that you do or don't have your mission are getting involved, and then that reflects on you, especially if you believe in your brand, right? And so many of these companies are sales org brands. They're not solar brands. And so I want to make sure that we become a solar brand. And the only way to do that is to control the complete process. And eventually, you know, in 10 years, making our own panel, you know what I mean? Like that's how, that's what I want to go after. I want to go after deep impact versus this big dollar amount or this big, you know, rep amount. I want our, the most important things to me right now are two things, our sales rep experience and our customer experience. And And really it's not it's not going to be sales rep long term. it's going to be just our employees. yep and so if one, we can make them w two so they can enjoy all the benefits that my staff does and my leadership team does, yep. uh, which we're doing already. We've made that adjustment, and we've sacrificed profit margin to do that, so they have access to uh, uh, vision and dental and health That's awesome. and they are w two they have a minimum salary that they make if you work with us whether you're a setter or a closer and uh so that's the first piece of it right and if you start from there like we are cuz we're fairly new if you start from yeah. there it gets easier and easier to operate that way cuz you you understand your margins on the way there changing a 100 man sales org over to w2 would be a nightmare right insane yeah yeah and so but again we're going after impact we're not going after necessarily a dollar amount certainly you know which, don't get me wrong, I want to make a bunch of money, but I want to make it aligned with our mission statement, our core values on the way there. And so a lot of what we've been doing is reinvesting into the sales piece. And then uh, we've been in talks with different master electricians that could be potential partners. You know, uh, w- one of the people that I got a lot of advice from on this was Abdallah mm. And his, adv- his advice... Yeah, Mo is a stud in the solar industry. If, you know who, if you're in solar, you should know who he is, especially if you're near Texas. Um, the advice he gave me was don't just pay for a master electrician license. Partner with a master electrician that is interested in solar and interested in building a business, which makes so much sense to me. Because yeah. there's, there's a reason so many install companies have two master electricians on their payroll. Is because they know one's going to screw them over at some point. And they got the right. other one for backup, you know yep. <laughs> and so which is smart on the installer's part, but at the same time, it's like that is such a pivotal piece of the pie when you're an installer, that master electrician, and making sure the technical piece of your organization mm-hmm. is running properly, why would you not want them to be fully invested in the business? This is their baby Probably too.
0: Be bought, in. Yeah. If you're just renting a license, how do you know he's not doing it five, six, eight times? Exactly. That's
1: when one company
0: screws it up, you lose the guy. Like it.
1: Yeah, you lose the license, you lose the guy, which they can be replaced, I get that. But I want to I build with someone that's invested, right? And so the, the second thing that I'm, I'm okay with is not making any money on the install piece, mm-hmm. right? And so if I'm making great money on the sales org right now, And then I install the install piece and I don't make one more dollar. I'm fine with that, especially if my partner makes, you know, a couple hundred grand a year, then I'm really good with that. Um, But the reason is, is because the reason I would do that is because I want to control the, again, the customer experience all the way through. I want my salespeople to show up with an Argenta logo. I want my my truck to show up with an Argenta logo, my installers to have an Argenta logo on them and them all to be, and us all to be part of a great culture that um, the customer can experience, you know? And so uh, another piece of that is, you know, one, owning the customer so they can't get solicited to or yep. stolen by another sales org or install company, right? The install company itself doesn't own that customer, which they do if you're farming out your install, right?
0: hundred percent.
1: And so now I can sell them other products, you know, and with my brand... Uh, you know, there's roofing, you know, you said you sold water softeners earlier, anything home services, I can add that on. And all of a sudden, I can become a, you know, 10 to $20 million company like these other sales orgs, but they have 17 offices nationwide, you know, I'm saying or 17 locations or 100 plus reps, 150 reps. But I can do that with 15 reps, with 20 reps. Because, yeah. and then all those reps individually, this is a big part of it too, is I want, I want my average, um, com, uh, my average earnings per rep to be six figures plus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Initially when it's just solar, yeah, a hundred grand, right? But then when it's solar and roofing and all these other home services that we, you know, either refer out or, uh, install internally, yeah. then it, then it needs to be 200 plus to where these people are so freaking happy and making so much money that I don't have to pay for recruiting because yep. them existing pays for the recruiting. Culture. You know, when people hear what they do and and how our company operates and how well our customers are taken care of, that that brand itself is is the recruiting. It's like, it's like Apple. If you got a call from Apple today and said, hey, we want you to come work for us for half a million dollars a year, you'd probably be like, for a few seconds, you know what yeah. I mean? Because of the brand, you know, yeah. or Google, Something. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or one of these other uh, amazing brands. Uh, you know, the best example that I can give is H-E-B. Hmm. So we have H-E-B in Texas, right? They're a grocery store. But their their culture is so amazing and they are so integrated in the community. But it's because they didn't try and blow up like a Walmart grocery or yeah. um, Kroger or one of these other guys or Target, whatever the case is. They stayed true to Texas and then they started expanding beyond Texas a little bit, but it was because they can afford the growth because they're so strong here you know what I'm saying in South Texas and now they're moving to North Texas and you're seeing them pop up a little bit outside of Texas but everybody loves them and they invest so much in their their community and that's kind of what I want what I want to be in South Texas is the next HEB but of solar
0: chick-fil-A kind of followed that model too yeah. I think in a way yeah. like if you're
1: chick-fil-a's got an amazing model I love their model
0: young kid you know you got to go there um, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah I, I love
0: that doug I on a I did some of our podcasts are with our creative director and we just get on and chat for 10 15 minutes and we got on this topic um, we batch record. so earlier this week we were talking about how you know, there's some changes coming to the solar industry soon. Mm -hmm. And it's not just going to be an industry where everybody's able to grab easy, low hanging fruit. More is going to be required. There's probably going to be less opportunity to make those, especially those insanely high price systems. that's going to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think the people that are moving to become real businesses is something when I, when I worked in heating air I worked for this I worked for train and I was an account manager for this giant portion of North Carolina mm-hmm. and one of the first people I ever met that had like real wealth was this guy who he had built his heating air company to residential and commercial heating and air and then they had added on plumbing and nice. they were doing probably like 15 20 million dollars a year and it's kind of like this idea of owning your customers creating the end product i mean it's the same thing we're doing at prospect bacon right now you're very close to launching roofing a lot of our competitors launched roofing already but Mm -hmm. unlike a lot of our competitors you know everything we do is in-house like we don't Mm -hmm. outsource anything we were outsourcing our video creation for a while but we even Hired that guy from his business and brought nice. that in house. And so it's just <laughs> kind of because I can't control a third party vendor. I can it's apologize, hard. but who gets blamed? Yeah, I do. I sold the and product. that's the way it should be.
1: You I know, and you've company. only built a business yeah. as great as you have because you taken accountability yeah. for that. You know,
0: that's how you do it. And mm-hmm. I, I can't. I mean, my journey of getting into this was I. I have a story, I paid five grand, got three leads for it, whatever. I found out that marketer, like about six months later, used a third party white label marketing service to sell the Mm -hmm. service. And so he wasn't even, he was nobody. He wasn't running ads, he wasn't doing anything. And so it's been very important for me to protect our customer experience. Um, I think you're on the right track building all that. And I think the solar industry is going to have to grow up. You're going to have to brand your trucks. You're going to have to brand your paperwork. Mm-hmm. There's
1: there's not going to be... There's margin there.
0: There is you margin don't,
1: there. You don't have to make 300 grand a year as a solar sales rep. Right. You know? Like, if you're doing volume, you've got an assistant, you've got a project manager all on the same team, sure. But as a... get there. Yeah, you can get there. But like you said, not for long, as those yeah. margins start to come down, and as margins you start having, come to, down, and and customers will, will want, like they'll yeah. want a local brand. Yeah. Most of the time, when you sell a customer, they've never heard of your brand before. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to be where they've heard of our brand before. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you guys are from San Antonio, right?" You know what yeah. I mean? You guys, I know your, I know of your brand, and not because it's a national brand, because your your presence here locally. And you, you don't think,
0: some of these businesses they buy the leads from like a third-party marketing company not marketing as their brand you show up Oh, our name's actually this and then yeah. the paperwork has another installer's name it's just like switch 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 <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing there's nothing built and it's a single transaction and i mm-hmm. i'm excited for our industry I, I think good things are coming and happening to it and i think um, you're on the right track um well Thanks for your time today, Doug. Um, I do want to let people know where they can find you. Uh, I know they can find you on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram. Is there a a website or anything?
1: Yeah, it's uh, txbizdad.com. So, you know, obviously we've got the podcast, Building Great Sales Teams, and uh, I do consulting as well. That's why I'm able to take so much time and build out my solar businesses because consulting pays my bills, you know. Yep. And uh, it's scaling and building sales teams, right? Um, but yeah, you can reach me at TXBizDad on any social media or TXBizDad.com.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well,
1: it's been great, uh,
0: having you today, Doug. Um, if you're listening, take time to, uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a, uh, a five digit review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. And, uh, any questions about solar, you can hop in our prospect bacon grow your solar business Facebook group. Um, Doug also has a Facebook group for building, is it building, building great sales teams, building great sales teams. Yeah. So hop in there. Any questions about sales? Doug is a ninja. So that's all folks.